bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is causing so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews Word up, two for five, some niggas got hey, guns down the way. Word up. What up, son? Cash <laughs> in. We live. We in the building. Yeah, New York City, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a live New York City Big Apple edition of Spoiled Movie Reviews. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. I'm your host, Rod. Join all join as always by my by my co-host. What up, son? What up, son? This is Karen, straight from Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> up in New York. You know how it be. Dropping gems on them. Um, Boom. <laughs> all right, guys. We're actually live in New York City right now, and we're recording this. Uh, you're getting it later, but we're live. Uh, anyway, um, we are reviewing a movie that you don't ever plan on seeing. Don't care about spoilers, or just... Uh, already saw because we spoiled the movie today's movie is the fourth chapter of jonathan wick okay come on jonathan played by keanu reeves we're gonna get into that but we actually went to the live real life in person same movie theater together in the big apple in times square yeah that was interesting Uh, a lot of fucking escalators a lot of escalators okay they build up they don't build out out here um but that means we saw some movie trailers and stuff we didn't sit next to a nerd that knew all the words and ruined all the jokes nope but uh we had a had a good time um uh the the movie theater we went to is a regal i like regal better than amc here amc i like better at home but um the this regal this regal is is pretty nice it's got the nice nice seats uh Mm -hmm. got Got little tables yeah Yeah, that was neat i got little tables Mm mm-hmm um all right let's talk about these trailers then we'll get into the movie and then we'll get into your feedback because you guys love comments for shazam fury of the gods uh the first trailer we saw dungeons and dragons honor among thieves but what i noticed is that it was a very short trailer and the trailer was mostly for like get your tickets in 40x yeah some shit i'm not gonna see in 40x they probably be rocking you all over the place yeah uh then we saw the trailer for air the movie about michael jordan without michael jordan in it I'd be so glad about two more weeks of them trailers. I'd be so glad when they <laughs> stop promoting that movie. Yeah, they're really ramping this thing up. It feels more like some shit I'd rather watch a documentary about than a movie about. Yes, and and it's almost all jokes aside. It's one of those things where it's like it's kind of like we're kind of gonna push for Oscar for this type of field, even though I don't mm. think it may even be nominated for anything. You know, yeah, it's too early in the year to yeah. feel. I feel like. It's too early in the year for the for the Oscar pushes for movies like this. I okay. feel like that normally happens with the like small indie films that start making more money in the box office than people thought. Like everything, everywhere, all at once and stuff. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I, only ones I've really seen make it in from May from this era is uh, Get Out and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, yeah, because most of the stuff by the time it gets around. 
for most people, it's kind of off their radar. Not unless, like you said, not unless it's some, something that just hits, yeah, hits the ground running. To me, the vibe I'm getting from this trailer push, other than you know the movie's about to come out, is that it's like got a lot of money behind it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like one of the streaming services is putting it out like, oh, you'll be able to watch it on Amazon in a month for free or something. You I, know? I think so, too, because this does look like something that, you know, they kind of would do. Yeah. You know, type of thing. So it's going to be interesting to hear the reviews about it, like kind of once it comes out. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist, Russell Crowe plays, I guess, the second in command to the Pope that does exorcisms and he got a demon that's possessed a child that wants to confront him and all this stuff. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I, I know that's some people's jam, but, I, you know, scary movies just aren't my thing. I think also because I didn't grow up Catholic, it's not even, like, something I have a lot of religious connection to. So, like, The Exorcist never did anything for me, any of the exorcism movies, whether it be the scary parts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this... And it also is weird with Christianity like that because at once we were supposed to treat it so serious in this country and it's everyone's right and they should be able to make all the laws and shit. But then at the same time, it's like we can put a silly movie out being like, it wouldn't. It, we know this didn't really happen, but wouldn't it be crazy if somebody could crawl on the stairs and, and uh, jump on the wall and then turn their head around and make your body use it like Darth Vader with the force and... And it's like, how can both of those things exist at once? <laughs> well, y'all are y'all want to make laws based off of your, you know, wizardry and shit. But then at the same time, we can make a movie that basically the whole point of the movie is like, this isn't to, really real. To this poke is fun at it, yeah, yeah. Like they're not they're not poking fun, but they're they're not taking it serious. I agreed. You know. Anyway, the movie looks terrible. Um, it does. It is good for you know. I do appreciate that he can take a role where he doesn't have to, like, lose weight and get on steroids like he was in Gladiator and shit. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, y'all gonna get all this dad belly. Yeah, but I do wonder what does that mean for the Gladiator sequel that got coming out. Like, because I know he's, uh, he was the Gladiator in the last one. He was ripped, you know? So. That's true. Anyway, um... So, yeah, that was Pope's Exorcist. Then we saw The Flash, another trailer. I keep thinking in my head, it's the flash flashpoint but really it's just Me the flash too. yeah it's just the flash but in my mind every time i see it i think okay this is the flash flashpoint like yeah. you know that's the only way you know i can kind of i'll just kinda wrap my mind around it because it's the same concept of 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 like a flashpoint you know so i was like oh, okay we're gonna see where this goes and you know, like I said, y'all got to know my feelings about it. I'm going to watch it, you know. We'll see what happens from there to see what they're going to do with the universe and with their world, how they're going to, you know, reboot stuff. And it's not trying to find it's going to be one of those things where <sighs> this movie's going to be moot because, it's like, okay, y'all going to reboot everything after this. So anything we see is almost null and void. Right. Yeah, it's just, oh. That, that's kind of why it's a little like, frustrating. Even if, they, even if they incorporate it and, and do, like, the Flashpoint idea, like, I want, it still just sucks because Ezra Miller's attached to it. Right. There's, there's no win for this movie. I'm going to see it. I don't have, like, a conscientious objection, but it's just more like a, is is I can't think of how this movie is going to genuinely make me feel like, oh, cool. Right, and it's also going to be one of those things where, I don't know about in real life, but I know online you're going to hear a lot of people complain and making campaigns against the movie. Mm. I don't know if that's going to quote-unquote translate to, you know, the, the real world, but it's going to yeah. be one of those things where, you know. Well, at this point, I feel like that. 
at this point, I honestly feel like a folk out of this movie is that's what it is a folk out. Correct. Because it's like DC hasn't made good enough movies for us to act like not seeing them as some type of moral badge of honor. It's right. Like, you also should not see these movies because they're not good. No, so, they're not. <laughs> so it's not like I'm going to be like, damn, they re- look at the returns for The Flash. Nobody saw it. They must hate Ezra Miller. I'll be like, Look at the returns for The Flash. Oh, that's right. The last three or four DC movies have all underperformed and gotten bad critical reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then uh, Renfield is uh, the next joint. Um, this, this looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And each time we see a preview for this, the shit gets cornier and more cornier. I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all was like, oh, we going to go all in yeah yeah absolutely um and it's so you know renfield is one of those joints where uh nick cage is being just nick cage as dracula yes sir um I, it could be good I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm not excited to see it i'm not Me either. A, like this isn't like uh i think he had a movie called drive angry where i was like it's either it's so over the top it's either gonna be terrible or good but either yeah. way i can't wait to see it correct this is more like a, and I think even with that movie, it kind of ended up being in the middle anyway. But with this, I'm I'm still kind of like, eh, maybe with Netflix, maybe on Amazon. Maybe you know what? On, yeah, a streaming service, I'd have yeah. been more than happy to watch. I definitely don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see this. Yeah. Um, then there was Joyride, which looks like the raunchiest uh, R-rated coming of age comedy but it's all like asian yes i'm here for it and i yes i like the that theater shit. had a great response that to shit, it that should like i was just sad the asian version of girls trip almost yeah it where did. they could and like y'all we and and i guarantee you they didn't even show us the best fucking jokes yeah and super bad and stuff like that yes. because this movie is made by seth i saw it was produced or something executive produced by seth rogan ah, so who's yeah. made like super bad and some of those other coming of age type mm-hmm. things. So yeah, I man, this joint. I was literally laughing at the jokes in the trailer, mm-hmm. which you know, normally for an R-rated film, I I give them a curve on the trailer because, um, you know, the trailers normally aren't good. But in this case, we were in an R-rated film right. to see john wick so, so they could kind of give us the red band trailer yeah we were getting cussing and everything which like yeah. you say we normally we go to the movies they edit all they edit around all that type of stuff or reword their words but with this one it was like nope you're an r-rated movie here you go yeah so i'm all the way in for joyride <laughs> me too um yeah i i mean especially for those of us that love comedies like this that have been asking for the last few years probably where are these comedies right like I, I feel like a lot of us have been like sitting around like but where are what happened to the like raunchy comedy and i know it's hard to make good comedy especially as people get older because everyone's like really regimented about what they're willing to laugh at and you know and what they're not willing to laugh at but like mm-hmm. it does feel like people stop trying to make comedy like this in movies in like big budget movies like we've seen it on tv but mm-hmm. you know I, I so yeah i'm, I'm in for joyride 100 percent. me me too also i think it's kind of a fine line that you almost have to walk nowadays uh because like 
for me and you, I'm like, hey, just make me laugh. I don't have to agree with it. We don't have to be on the right. same page. But you have a lot of people who go to this shit, but like, you can't punch down. Like, they have all, they, in their mind, they have wrapped their mind around what's funny. And you literally, anything outside of their box is a fucking protest. And you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, dog, like, that's that's your choice. I should have the choice to get the shit I want to. We didn't go see this. Like, and on top of that, the shit that a lot of those people have, y'all, you don't even watch the shit that you say you want. They'll give you that trim down, not funny, not joking, we say everything the right way shit, and you don't go support that shit. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, I, and then it's also that thing of, like, uh, they'll people on Twitter. Well, you, it's hard to measure entertainment by, but right. they'll take something that is representation and turn it 180 degrees against it and be like, "This is actually stereotypes or racism." Right. So, like, or like, I don't want to see Asian women having fun and doing drugs or whatever. Like, they'll turn right. it against it. So, I do wonder what that response will be but i also think it'll probably be bad because most twitter responses skew towards bad agreed but you know either way i don't think it necessarily affects if the movie is good Mm-mm. i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be hilarious yeah me too and i'm I, i'm glad that uh uh, uh women get to do it and i'm glad the asian women get to do it because not so funny we got ours with girls trip but you know i don't remember the last because even with um some of the a popular Asian movie. They haven't been comedies like this. Right. Um, and then the last trailer was for a movie that I believe is made by the same people who brought us John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's called Sisu. The first time I seen that bitch, I was like, oh, let's go, old man. Yeah, and it's got a lot of the same elements. Like, um, you know, protagonist that it doesn't really talk a lot, has a dog, <laughs> um, is uh, lots of violence. Um, mm-hmm. He's fucking him up. But I mean, honestly, it's exactly what I want to see because it's an old man that gets fucked with by some Nazis. He's a gold digger, a literal one, not not like you know. The yeah, like like a real gold digger. He like bitch, I found gold. Yeah, and these motherfuckers basically are like. We still in your gold. And <laughs> he was like, bitch, you thought. Yeah. And so, um, he yeah, they basically say we're gonna steal your gold, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, y'all ain't finna do that shit. And um ends up uh uh killing a bunch of Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it's just the whole trailer was full of just cool deaths, explosions, yes! excellent cinematography, shots, tanks, women with guns being badasses, like mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm in. I, I, I couldn't be more in. I don't know a single fucking person in this. I, I don't I, think I, there's going to be a role for a black person in it because, like, the whole movie take place in, like, World War One. You know, and, and this is one of the times where I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, also, this movie and the movie before literally got the most response out of the audience because yeah. everybody was there for John Wick. So, initially, when you see it, it was like a dude riding a horse and, the, and, and then it was like the producers of John Wick and the whole audience went, ooh, and then from there it was on. Yeah, so, all the way in for this this joint Me too. maybe it'll scratch the john wick chapter four itch uh mm-hmm. after you know for the next movie all right y'all let's talk about this movie though let's talk about the synopsis john wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table but before he can earn his freedom wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and force that turn 
and forces that turn old friends into foes. Um, chapter four, John Wick, of course, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King uh, or the King of the Homelesses. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Lance. Lance Reddick is Ch- Charon. Um, uh, uh, I am McShane is uh, Winston. Uh, let's see, Clancy Brown is Harbinger. There's one more name I feel like I'm missing that was kind of famous. Oh, that Donnie Yen. God damn, yeah. <laughs> Donnie Yen is Kane. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård as the Marquis. Uh, Hiro- uh, Hiroyuki Sonata as Shimazu. Um and introducing kind of Sham- Shamir Anderson, who I was not familiar with, but as the tracker or Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like this. Okay, so he was in Race. Yeah, I did. I did not know a lot of his work. He's got a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't been familiar with it. But Same. he had a very iconic look in this film. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Um, Rina Sawayama is Akira. Um. And then there was, uh, oh, yeah, Amy Kwan as, as Mia, um, the daughter of Kane. All right, let's get into it, Karen. Let's talk about, give me something you like, and then we'll go into until we run out, and then we'll go to dislikes. And, of course, we do spoil the movie, guys. John Wick dies at the end. All right, go ahead, Karen. <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of going to go off course, one thing that I really liked, this movie was funny intentionally and i think sometimes unintentionally mm-hmm. it was funny particularly uh when uh, he got knocked down the steps that nigga tumbled for like three minutes i think that was intentional because then they did it twice and that's when i said okay yeah they know how funny this is okay okay because because that first time and that nigga tumbled and tumbled i was like the fuck is this i was like they gonna boo him back to back to level one one what is happening here mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit was uh, hilarious and also uh, some of the deaths were actually really really uh, funny uh, particularly the the big dude that look like Kingpin uh, you mm-hmm. know uh, off, uh, offshoot of the Marvel version of Kingpin mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he actually was uh, funny you know just the just the character and his makeup and his build and like the way he talked he was always sweating like he it was just really Funny, like I said, some might be intentionally unintentionally, but I had a good time just laughing at some of the comedy stuff that wasn't, I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but the shit was funny to me. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty much meant to be funny. Uh, I do wonder how people are gonna act about that, um, about that character, mm-hmm. um, because I have no idea if that dude is actually like that big or if that was a bodysuit or yeah it looked like a bodysuit but I, like i said i don't know he actually could be built like that yeah i have no idea right. i thought the fights were cool in it but like that fight particularly was mm. one of my f- favorite fights now i will go to my next to my positive which just kind of goes with yours but um or it kind of goes with the point i'm making uh the body diversity um yes it's one of those things where um it's it's like kind of sneaky, you know, if you don't pay attention to it. Right. But this movie having like sumo, having, you know, big ass dudes, having a lot of women fighting, having mm-hmm. different, obviously different people, different races. Yeah, um, as the henchmen. Yeah. Like it yeah. was like a, a rainbow coalition of people dying. It's like, it like a video game where, where you <laughs> yes. know you, you're going to kill a bunch of people and they just randomize all the features. So this kind of representative of everybody. Yes. I felt like I was playing. I felt like we was watching Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and so um, 
it really was cool to see like because i mean that's one of the things about that i always loved about bruce lee is like he would have these movies where he's gonna be fighting people and i loved when he fought somebody that had some different type of body like whether they were big stronger than him like like uh bolo Mm -hmm. whether it was a guy with longer reach like kareem abdul jabbar like i liked seeing like how would one fighting style fare against another fighting style and in this movie you get that all the time Mm -hmm. and then occasionally you get like a boss fight level thing um so you got that of course the uh, johnny yen being a a blind man yes like um and doing it in a fashion that was like you know like cool and different than we've seen like he like he i every fucking fighter in this show in this uh world has like superpowers basically agree um but he the way he you the physicality with how he used it during fights yeah how he uses the world around him yeah that was different and i and i really like that stuff so uh body diversity for me my next thing is uh we talked about the video game i like the video game format you know because the other three were similar to this but this i think for the first time they was like oh we are all in Mm mm-hmm Somebody has sat down and watched, like, you know, basically Grand Theft Auto and some of these major, major video games and, like, let's see what's happening and and what do people like about this. And they was like, we're going to incorporate this into John Wick. And I appreciate that because it literally felt like a video game. Like, it was, like, each level, each round, particularly as he was getting close to the church, you almost felt like it was kind of getting towards the end of the game and you had the woman announcing kind of where he was. And so it was just, like, a really fun and cool uh ride how they literally took all the elements of the the previous movies and kind of condensed it to where you could follow it and even if you may not have understand a lot of it it made sense for you to follow what john wick was doing yeah um i'll add for me colorful it was very colorful Mm -hmm. it had lots of like sets where you had neon lights and i mean you know it's john wick so the aesthetic is always cool but you know between the music and the colors and you know that they're like whether it be techno or whatever and the style choices of the enemies and their clothing and you know the people and like how different kinds of enemies had different weaknesses different strengths you know the the guys that had the bulletproof suits that were like in the in the guild and mm-hmm. versus the people that didn't have the bulletproof shit Ooh, but they went down quick i was like oh yeah. well, like, that must be some protecting them because they were like put their arms up i was like oh even the shotgun blast thing with the fire and the way they filmed it like a top-down shooter it was just like it was so beautiful i i I mean you're watching a ballet of murder and death but there's just times where it's it's a beautiful ballet of murder and death (laughs) isn't it though because the choreography and the um colors uh that they're using to symbolize everything um, are just giving it, you know, such a, a lust, like a, a, a luxurious backdrop to every scene. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I liked in this movie, I liked the action. Um, mm. I really liked the action. And the action and the, the deaths kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked when uh, Mia uh, killed, like, that one of the, one of the big dudes. Mm-hmm. She fucked him up like the way he died had to be one of the most 
crucial deaths like crucial but like one of them deaths but the whole time you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god she literally takes knives and like climb up his back <laughs> like she's climbing up a ladder each time until she gets to the top mm-hmm. and and the whole time you're like oh how far are we gonna take this oh and then you was like yeah that would make sense because she's so small she and he's so big she would really have to work hard to kill this dude and she worked for it too yeah that's what i mean by body diversity because it's not just john wick versus these people they started mixing and matching people against each other so you see like uh, a blind man take on two sumos you see a woman take down a brute you see a uh uh, uh you see you know you see men versus john wick versus uh women or somebody or mm-hmm. you know like so you see a lot of this stuff um another thing i liked is just this universe it's good to visit this universe again like the john yes. wick universe is ridiculous it's ridiculous yes, it's it makes rich no fucking sense no, it's it not grounded not. in any real level of realism Mm-mm. it's people having a shootout in a club amongst partygoers who and never stop dancing that's what i was like i was like what kind of party i was like oh they must be high as shit yeah i mean it just like it never makes sense it's like you know some one movie of tim and common having a shootout in public but not hitting anybody yes! but, not hitting, but not hitting each other and then in another movie it's these motherfuckers having a shootout in the club and everyone knows people are being killed and they barely react and they just go back to dancing like so yeah this is the but the universe rules of like the high table and the family and uh-huh. you need to get your ticket and you got your ticket and your ticket gets you a penny and the penny gets you a coin and the coin gets you a burger and then you need three flowers <laughs> to get two hearts like it's i like these dumbass rules like it's Me always they, they're always they, inventing something every movie and then turning that that movie into operating around the new level of rules and this one worked for me the get a family to vouch for you then you can um do a one-on-one fight versus the 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 marquee who is this character that is tracking him in this movie that's been empowered by the table to use all the resources of the table to kill this one man you can get a one-on-one fight with him but he can pick like a a a champion that can take his place and but he can take the champion's place like it's a bunch of shit like that that uh i know it's all contrived to get to a good story but it just works on me every time i'm like yes how does how is he gonna navigate these rules me too and i was here for it i had a great time mm-hmm. uh for me i liked the dog um the dog was was basically his own character and the dog was fucking people up like mm-hmm. that was one of the most deadliest ass dogs i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and i was here for the dog okay yeah i think um there were quite a few characters i liked but if uh johnny donnie yen for me mm-hmm. was the one uh, while you know um the the, the what was his name the um fuck i just oh the tracker or mr nobody while he was like a cool character he was kind of cool because you don't know shit about him really right. and he don't really have a backstory he doesn't have like a lot of dialogue he's very quiet he had a pretty cool look about him you know the way his eyes were so expressive and the mm-hmm. camera made sure to like use light and dark to really like reflect that on him mm-hmm Donnie Yen is the one for me. He was the like his his being drawn back into it, the way he was like acting and, and quote unquote overacting to certain things, like just making these acting choices that always zigged instead of zagged on you. And 
the way that he was uh so um uh like like he incorporated the 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 style of like the blind fighting but it wasn't like some daredevil shit where his hearing was like you know oh i could i can almost hear your body like right it was stuff like in the way that the, they used it in there where people would do stuff like when john wick went the lean to get the gun and he heard the crack of the glass but he didn't know if john was alive or dead because john was matching his breathing so he was like you know like it wasn't like a superpower mm. like where he could be like oh my god john me and john you know i see i, I know you in here but then sometimes but in some scenes it like uh when he flipped over his like four of a kind and such and such and you like oh wait he could tell how 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 the car what's on the car so <laughs> like i just like the the way he did incorporated the the blindness into the action stuff it was so cool and fun yes and particularly i don't know why but i thought he had put up dynamites come to find out he put doorbell ringers up so he could mm-hmm. tell when they crossed because at first i was like oh he finna fuck them up it was like ding 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 and he fucked them up off of the ringing of the uh of yeah. the doorbells because because they don't tell you it's a doorbell it's just something that you, he puts up that just starts blinking and you're like the fuck is this yeah and even the shooting wasn't like uh it wasn't like some precision shooting he was doing like Mm-mm. it was if i couldn't see but i knew someone was in this area this is what i would do and so yeah it was i, I liked all that stuff um what else mm. also something that i liked about it which it sounds wild but you really get in a john wick movie i mean there are some things that are like this but it was some parts were sad like the first one was mm. sad because you know the dog and stuff like that but it was like a different type of sadness uh particularly with you knowing that lance reddick died in mm-hmm. real life and he died in the movie um and then the way johnny yen died uh uh well johnny yen doesn't die i mean are uh, you talking about shimazu uh Hiro- hiroyuki sonata's character yes that was sad uh no didn't she stab him at the end, very very last credit no we don't know what happened to him <sighs> it cut it cuts off soon as she sticks the pulls the hits the button to click the knife it just cuts to the final credits okay so we don't know if he died or not okay, yeah okay, okay, they could I'm be potentially you. doing a spinoff he could you right. know he could he could block her attack and and be like i'm gonna take you under my wing teach you how to kill i don't know okay 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 but and and, and uh, uh it was just sad that they bought him back in even though he really didn't want to be there mm-hmm. um and stuff like that so it was some parts it was kind of it was like, but it was like light sad, but it was kind of a little sad. Yeah, Shimazu dying was sad, dying yes. in front of his daughter and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I hear you on that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else I liked about it. Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like we hit. I mean, the main things was the action and the, the and the fights to mm-hmm. me and the deaths. A lot, of, yeah, a well, lot of death. Yeah, the action and the fights yes. led to the deaths. Um, so, so I think. <laughs> I think those are my main things. Oh, and actually, you know what? I liked Bill Skarsgård as the Marquis. Um, and he made a good villain, like a good just because um, he couldn't fight. And it made it honestly like or he didn't fight. Mm-hmm. And it honestly made me like want john to be able to get him more but it's all these rules in this world keeping him from getting his hands on that dude he was a more strategic person yeah, yeah. and also like that's what got john in trouble the first time is he killed the dude that put the you know he killed the person mm-hmm. that put the bounty and it just makes shit get escalating um and uh another thing i oh i'm sorry your turn Mm-mm. okay another thing i like too 
the homage to um the warriors um the warriors old movie about like a gang that gets stuck in new york and they have to get across town and all the other rival gangs are trying to kill them mm. y'all may know you know the iconic warriors come out and play yes i don't think i've ever seen that movie but i know that line yeah so um it's an amazing it's like period piece type movie like amazing for the 70s or whatever it was made um and kind of iconic like action and and a lot of movies have kind of really uh you know you know had to had to got inspiration from there Mm -hmm. and this movie's no different because this this movie is essentially john wick fighting every different type of gang on his way to get to one location to shoot the fair one with this dude and the radio in France, yes, which I can understand going either way on this. So either at this point, if you're like me, you were all in mm-hmm. and the Warriors homage was like dope to me because they always have these women working in the telephone place that's like tracking this dude, passing mm-hmm. out the new updated um, numbers. But in this case, it was like a black woman. They did the same almost camera angle. She had almost the same voice. Yes. And she would put, well, you've never seen Warriors. Oh, okay. So she would even, because in Warriors, they have a woman that does this. And she would oh. even put on records to play music of like that era and stuff as the fights were happening. And that was just another mm. level to this film where I was like, this isn't just a stupid action film. It's, it knows it's a stupid action film, which is, uh, I mean, in the most kind-hearted, mm-hmm. loving way. Like, it knows, like, you. part of the reason you're here is because you saw the Warriors or you remember that iconic feeling. And as they're playing the music uh, and he's fighting all these people, it, it just made some real dope scenes. Okay, I got to go back and watch that movie with you. But I, I, for somebody who haven't watched it or if I did, I don't remember it. I uh, really just enjoyed th- that character because she mm-hmm. would basically come out and give announcements. And I really like her announcements was very coded, mm-hmm. you know, across the stations. And, you know, uh, you would get like the phone alerts and stuff, too. But, you know, it's one of those things where people literally got their news on the radio. Yeah. Um, so that was I think that's it for me. Uh, for positives, you want to get into anything you didn't like? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you had talked about the 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 villain. Um, one thing about him, I did love that he was strategic. I did love that he had strategy, but him him himself, he was not scary. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kind of because of that, it's like he didn't want to do any of his own dirty work, which I you know I understand that. But it'd have been cool for somebody was like, okay, John, you know, I did this shit to get you here. Now it's just me and you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so uh, that's one thing, you know, that I kind of did not like. Like I said, I didn't have a problem with him being, and I liked his strategy and, and, you know, making them, you know, go follow the rules and shit like that. But at the same time, I could see somebody else going, well, that's not the villain. You basically sent your henchman. You, you know, you basically yeah. I, I mean, up. Yeah, that's why it worked for me is because I knew the second John got his hands on him, he was going to kill him easily. Like, mm, I, didn't, right. I didn't need it to be, like, we've kind of already been through three movies of him working his way up to the deadliest motherfucker and killing him anyway. This mm-hmm. one felt different. Also, I think early in the movie, I started realizing, like, oh, they're not going to kill Donnie Yen. Like, Donnie Yen is going to... Because Donnie Yen is not a bad guy. Right. Like, the other people, like, they might... Like, he's in a, he's kind of John Wick. That's what yes. Donnie Yen is. He's like... 
and even like his style choices and stuff. I loved his suits. I heard I heard the background story about how Don Donnie Yen uh they had like an original plan for him to be like a monk and all this stuff and and he changed it to like nah if he live in a world where john wick is wearing suits why the fuck wouldn't he be you know i agree anyway um but yeah the the, the bad guy i mostly like just the styles like the fashion the ruthlessness the way he was using rules to protect himself but uh i miss holly berry i think even Me adding too even adding the tracker mr nobody or whatever and the dog and him being a black person it seems it's cool i heard holly berry may be getting a spinoff or something so maybe that's why she, she's not here but, i hope so but i missed her character i was yeah. like god i hope her character just randomly shows up <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I did too. And I think adding the the dude with the dog, while it's you know, he's not a bad character. It's just not it's, the same it, as if Hollywood had showed up with her dog. It ain't the same. It ain't the same because it's just something about her. her not trying to find and her and John Wick's chemistry is like because they got more of a history. It's like a special type of chemistry. Yeah. Uh, anything else for you? Uh, one thing, and it might not be a big thing. A little bit too long. Not a lot, yeah. but you know, about, probably about fifteen to twenty minutes too long. Yeah, it's like two hours and forty minutes, I think, and that's that's a grip. That's a mm-hmm. that's a lot of minutes. <laughs> like I said, I was here for everything, and I enjoyed it all. But I could see somebody going, "Okay, y'all wrap this up." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think because there's so much action and so evenly distributed throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hours forty nine minutes. Yeah, it, where I'm, and because I'm fully invested in this universe right. at this point. The stuff that probably is exposition and, and make you tired and make you want to just fall asleep. It, for me, I kind of was into that stuff because I have a connection with these characters now. Mm-hmm. Even when Lawrence Fishburne's ass gets off a train in France. <laughs> yes, I was here for it. As, as king of the homelesses and shit. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I, I do want to hear him. Yeah, yeah, that's what we doing. I do want to hear him say a couple corny lines. Um, the, um. They kill Lance Reddick. Now, it's complicated because I know, you know, he died in real life. And so maybe it's fortuitous for the film if they continue to do franchise or whatever that, that you know, people can't be mad about him as an actor being alive in real life. Like, he can't reprise the role. But I did feel a way about the idea of, like, killing Lance Reddick to teach a lesson. to. It made him, like, an emotional support Negro. It you did. Know? I didn't think about that, but yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I hate Very it. Very magical Negro-esque of like, kill the black guy to teach the white man a lesson about, you know, it, but but the point being, the character and the, man, and the actor gets to continue going on. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I didn't know. I don't know when or where they made that particular choice, but yeah, it was one of those things that I was like, "Oh, y'all killed the Negro." I mean, the the, right. the one that's been like dedicated to this dude, like he ain't got a bulletproof suit on. That's what I was gonna say. You know, or or like I said, who knows? They may have planned it where he could have came back or something like that. But you know, with him being dead in real life, there's no way. I don't think they. This one, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, you think they was like, yeah, he's not coming back. Because they literally shot him, did a, a death scene, <gasps> right? Showed his, his last words. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it wasn't one of them nobody no death type of things. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I wasn't a fan of that, but I do understand it worked out for the movie. Uh, sadly, um, anything else? Uh, yes. Uh, for me. And like I said, I loved it, but I could see some people going, well, some some things are redundant. 
you know, like like after you watch it so many times, it's cool that first time. But by that fifth or sixth time, like I said, I was here for all the action, but I could see some people going some 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 things and some part are too redundant. Yeah, I, I think also you could make an argument of like we've seen some of these scenes throughout the first three movies as far as the uh, knowing some of the rules and what's going to happen. So like, is there even a reason to do? this again because like we know the rules so why you don't got to show us everything or whatever you know but personally i those that did not bother me i know it didn't but it didn't bother me either um i'll say also uh for a negative i could see people maybe the simple dialogue of so many of the characters and so many of the scenes i mean the fact that john wick is a man of so few words and stuff i mm-hmm. can see people probably feeling like you know these are barely characters and i say yeah they are archetypes they're you know they're 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 the cool characters in all the other movies (laughs) and they they're still staying cool because they're not giving you all the inner monologue all the inner workings you get i think the biggest character reveal words in there was uh when he got off that that boat and told them loving husband is how he wants his gravestone to be embroidered or embroidered uh be <laughs> engraved engraved so uh but yeah that's that i think there might be people that have an issue with that uh anything else karen yes and i know you talked about uh mr nobody but i could see some people having problems with mr nobody because you know he kind of shows up you don't know anything about him and he almost serves no purpose all off just aside because once john wick says his dog he's like y'all can do whatever y'all want to do i was like okay the motivation changes yeah he gave up 40 million dollars for a a dude saving his dog's life but um yeah he i think they want an ambiguous character he did he was able to play that as like a loose cannon yes and for the show for the movie he was able to do whatever needed to be done in each scene if you wrote set up his morals the right way so some scenes he's literally saving john wick so he can raise the bounty Mm -hmm. and for some scenes he's trying to kill john wick and because uh, he wants to cash in the bounty, uh, so I definitely get it. But yeah, I, I too thought uh, like th- like even naming him Mister Nobody was a very like this character is a kind of a throwaway character, right? Right. Like maybe that's the fifteen minutes you get back in the film is you take all his shit out. Not that I want to see a black man taken out of a film, but you know right. what I'm, if, if yes if for a tighter film, you just take his shit out and. And you still have a good film, in my opinion. But uh, but I didn't dislike the character. It just no. it wasn't a full character at all. Co- correct. Not because some people knocking it like that. Like, it was thinner. Like, I know no one in this movie is a true full character, except maybe Ian McShane at this point. Right. But, I mean, it was less than that. It was, like, paper thin compared to everybody else. Correct. And uh, one of the last things, like it did not bother me at all. But I can see some people having problems with all the majority of the heavy fighting happening at night and then mm-hmm. lights and shit. You know, a lot of some people mm-hmm. may be like, hey, why don't y'all do some of this in the daytime? I mean, they we had daytime fighting, but it was like a gun off. It wasn't mm-hmm. like your head. It wasn't the heavy action. A lot of those scenes were done at night, which mm-hmm. did not bother me. And I enjoyed it. But I can see some people going, hey, I would like some daytime fights or some fights that are better lit. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear you. Um, all right. Let's rate it. Unless you got something else. Mm-mm. Zero to five. What would you give it? Oh, this is a five. I actually love everything about this movie. I I, I love John Wick. I'm I'm all in uh, with uh, the John Wick franchise. I really, really 
uh, enjoyed this. And like I say, he quote unquote died at the end, but we'll see just mm-hmm. because we know how this universe goes. Nobody, no death. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I give it a five out of five as well. And honestly, if they end it here, I wouldn't even be mad. Me like either. it really, it, very few of these franchises get a fitting actual ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people would be happy to see more John Wick, but I'm also sure that this is becoming an ordeal because to keep the quality this high for this long with this type of action scenes, yes. this many varieties of just all kinds of death fighting styles, locations, I could see even them being like yeah this is over like we we did our thing we <laughs> yes. we've we've this, tapped every idea we could think yeah, of unless we, have, we come up with some co- just tremendously crazy leap in technology action and plot or like i i can i know money is money but i could see them be feeling like we made a lot of money and artistically did a good job that neatly wrapped this up and didn't feel like a cash grab Agreed. And it did not. It did not. This right here did not feel like a cash grab. And like I said, if here moving forward, you want to do spinoffs or if let's say I'm just hypothetically speaking, let's say John Wick is still alive. He can be in some of these people's spinoffs as a kind of an extra character. Like you don't have to kill mm-hmm. him off, you know, but as far as him having his own movie, I could see them going. And I okay, could also I'm see in. Keanu not wanting like Keanu could feel like that's enough. Agreed. He's in this character for a lot of years. Ooh, over a um, decade, ain't he? I don't know when the first John Wick was, but he's been this he's been this character for over for a lot of years for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know he wants to do more than just this, you know, like, you know, he wants to do. And I don't mean I know that he does more than this. And uh, correct. Yeah. 2014 was the first one. So almost a decade. OK. But um, yeah, I can. Yeah. So I like and like you barely get to pick your ending in this industry. It's very it's normally picked for you. Like, uh, yeah. No, we don't want to make another sequel or we shutting this shit down or we 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 casting somebody else. To be able to go in and out on with a character like this in a way that would never sacrifice the quality, I I mean, bro, you kind of kind of did the thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you literally don't have to come out with another one, and you know it will go down in history, particularly if they in here, you know, as a complete action franchise. Like you know, because yeah. we've seen action franchise before, but for a lot of people, you know, depending on when they was born, they could be introduced to John Wick and be like, John Wick is my John McClane. You know what I mean? Type, yeah. of, type of character. So I could see, you know, uh, a, a, a generation of people saying, like, this is my jam. I'm going to watch it every year. You know, I'm going to show it to my kids and my children. Like, he is literally, as far as, like, that uh, uh, impossible white man, he's literally cemented himself, you know, mm-hmm. into the golden star. Like, like, I really love everything about this franchise. Um, and I give it a five as well. Um, just they they knew the assignment, they nailed it. Anything that anything that's nitpicky or you don't like about this film is gonna come down to either you don't like this genre of film, right. and so what was your ass even doing watching it, or it's gonna come down to um you at this point just have like high standards and you're tired of john wick the character and the the style of movie like because i just can't see a way that you this is your fourth john wick and you liked all the all the rest and then this one isn't it like i just to me it's like this is this is what it would be like if fast and furious stopped after the rock wasn't in the films and and you just go wow y'all really went out on top that's how it felt would feel to me rather than do another three, four cash grabs in that universe. Now, that being said, maybe they, I think 
if they do this spinoff with Holly Berry or any of these other characters, they're going to try to put their foot in it. So hopefully it'll stay quality. But off the strength of the brand name, they basically like Girl Scout cookies. I'll fucking try them sight unseen. Come, come, yes, I am. I'm all in. So, all right. We got a couple comments for Shazam. Episode 438. Shazam Fury of Gods. Sailor Agony says, Shazam 2's middle drags worse than sugar grits. <laughs> Namely... <laughs> <laughs> namely That's hilarious. With, with the three guys debating on what to do with the city of philly and stuff in the rock of eternity by the time the film recovers with a nice third act i wasn't invested like i was the first time with the original as cool as it was seeing helen Mirren and lucy lou kicking ass their characters feel like they lack a true purpose which i mostly blame that on a weak screen- screenplay actors leading the lead Actors leading the lead Shazam team are as good as ever, and the banter led by the uh, by the Empress Jack Dylan Grazer kept me mildly invested. But again, even with that, I can't get over how woefully muddling the second act of this is. Wonder Woman appearing in this nice, but that too felt unneeded. The DCEU is closing like Circuit City did in two thousand eight. <laughs> yes, it is, baby. All sales are final. Felt a way about it, but I'll miss that costume. Post credits were longer than expected, but they worked. Fury of the Gods is a very on the nose subtitle to this disappointing follow up uh, to the 2019 great film. New group coming in uh, that'll throw out this world in the coming year or so. Kind of impressed that we got two films out of Shazam, but only one truly top notch flick in the original. Yeah, I pretty much agree with most of that. I I, I think mm-hmm. it just it wasn't as good as the second as as the first one, and uh, I never cared that much about the quibbling of the three sisters. Uh, and and then like stuff we found out in post because there's been articles dropping because it seems like when a DC movie comes out now, everybody got an exit strategy, even the director and the actors. Yeah, that and that does not look good for you as a franchise. Yeah, it's just you a know. whole lot of this ain't got shit to do with me. Yeah, and also I think I think that James Gunn is he but like this, he's gonna have work to do, you know, to actually I'll just side to 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 get this to a point where people you know kind of respect it mm-hmm. and so it's going to be uh really interesting yeah like you said i didn't ever realize that but yeah the past few movies somebody has articles came out somebody's talking about how they're unhappy and please this wouldn't they shit like everybody's literally trying to like separate themselves away from it when it doesn't come out as gangbusters but none none of these movies have really came out with rave reviews honestly yeah. You know, maybe except for Shazam and for Shazam, the first one, it was like a surprise. And with the first Shazam, they didn't even fucking promote it. Mm-hmm. It was like a word of mouth. That's how, and then it was like, well, guess we make money. Let's do it too. And it just wasn't, it didn't have the same heart. Yeah. Um, Pamela M. A. says, hello, Rod and Queen Karen. So sorry to hear about your experience at the movie theater. Right. What is wrong with these motherfuckers out here? And you can't really do too much about it because motherfuckers be crazy. So rude and disrespectful. But got to let them cook because I'm not inviting crazy any closer to me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not inviting any crazy closer to me. I don't blame you, baby. Yeah, that's basically the whole way I looked at it was like, yeah, I can't. I, I don't know this dude and I don't know his struggle. So I'm just going to try to tough it out. But, yeah, I, I'll never know for sure if I really dislike Shazam or or I'm being or I just had the movie spoiled for two hours. And so I, it would have been impossible for anyone to enjoy it. I don't Correct. know. 
Uh, we saw this movie as part of a double feature on my son's birthday. Second movie was Ant Man. It was good enough. It was too long. I didn't like Wonder Woman's appearance at the end of the movie, but it was it felt totally off to me. But they had to find some way to bring Billy back to life. And yes, that was absolutely Freddy's movie. And the actor did a fantastic job. I really couldn't remember any of the kids besides Freddy from the precious from the previous movie other than the oldest college girl and little Darla. And little Darla was looking absolute teenage to me. I looked it up and that actress will be 16 this year. Wow. Uh, Would have been nice if they could have gotten this movie out earlier. But it's DC. They don't have a plan. Yeah, And you know what? So many people say that about the second Shazam. So many people's like... Y'all do know this movie made so much money. They was everybody was looking like y'all. These kids gonna age out. Like y'all could have literally by the time this movie came out, everybody looking like y'all could have made three of these bitches. Right. But y'all, you know, dragged your feet so long that you know this is right here's literally gonna gonna have to be some of the last movies you make with them, even if you was to continue on because y- y'all let the kids age out. I agree about the Flash trailer. It looks really good, and I'll be seeing it if not on the big screen, on the small screen. Both of you enjoy your time in New York. I always appreciate all you do, Pamela. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something else you brought up too was um yeah, it doesn't feel like they have a plan. Um and oh, I know what it was. I was reading uh because once again everybody had an exit strategy. One of the things that hurt the Shazam movie is the rock refused to let Shazam be the enemy of black adam even though in the comic books that's how it has always been yeah i remember reading that i was like oh this is some bullshit and this is what happened when you get somebody not trying to be funny in it that don't know a fucking thing about comic books or the rock thought he was just gonna i'm gonna be the man i'm gonna carry y'all on our backs and people was like hey dog like you can't come in here and just fucking make your own thing it's like shazam and superman word nigga like no it's shazam is in uh in black adam and he was like, no, nah, I'm going to do my thing. And then had the nerves to get mad when, when the movie flopped because people were like, this, what's, what's wrong with you, sir? So also, it messed up filming. Like, he was supposed to be the cameo at the end of the first Shazam movie, and he refused to do it. He was supposed, uh, and then Zachary Levi's Shazam was supposed to be at the end of Black Adam, not Superman. Um, that because, makes sense. Yeah, of course, The Rock wants to be the equal to he wants to be as important to the dc universe as the whoever's playing superman is supposed to be all right if not more important it so more. yeah i just think um you can feel it because while the wonder woman thing was cool that she showed up and they got actually gal gadot i got th- gal gadot i actually think that's cool that's gonna be cool and hit in history especially mm-hmm. if these movies don't get made anymore it'll be that moment of like well that that actually feels like the final wrap-up of the dceu universe not yes. the flat not whatever the flash does but correct it's probably gonna be this that feels like the most like emotionally they came to a full circle you know mm-hmm. um and but it also is awkward because you know billy's hitting on wonder woman in this universe where he's a 17 year old she's a 2000 year old um even though she look she's not fucking no 17 year old in the mm-hmm. body of a guy she don't care now will she take over another man's body and put her dead boyfriend spirit into him and then fuck that man for the whole second movie of in course. 1984 yeah that's different um, that's different everybody was of age <laughs> but yeah I, I just think uh <laughs> I, I i'm with you in that um it it is it's, it's kind of like uh i wonder how much the rock fucked up 
a lot of this shit. Yeah, and also, I'll just aside, when they were saying Jane Guns was taking over, I was like, oh, The Rock not going to be there. I'm In my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way yeah. you could have The Rock in here fucking shit the fact up, that spoiling that was the even, movie and shit. Like, oh, he was terrible. Yeah, the fact that there was even a couple years where The Rock was walking around, you know, like he had, like he was the dude making the plans. It, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and they were letting that. They were letting that shit happen. They were letting it happen. And so it was like, yeah, man, I can't see any Kevin Feige or anyone at Disney, Marvel, letting this shit happen. Right. Because the thing is, it's like it's a machine. And as much as people hate it, it's like it's a machine. Actors, not all jokes, actors come and actors go. But if we're trying to create a universe, we can't allow one person to actually control shit. It's like you are you are a piece of a piece of an ensemble, dog. Like you can't be bigger than the rest of the ensemble. Right. And he just wanted to come in and just be everything and it was like that was impossible and it was one of those things like you say they wasted money and reshooting and all types of shit because of him because it was also one of those things where he literally and we talked about this on the Black Adam. He literally spoiled the end of Black Adam. Yeah. And you're like, nigga, word, like the fuck's wrong with you? That's what we do. We spoil movies, not you, the rock. Not you. All right, that's it for the comments. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope y'all enjoy this. Uh, we're still in New York, so this will probably be the only podcast we record up York. here. Um, and y'all will get you know more podcasts when we, when we get back home. We're in the, mm-hmm. we're in the end game now, guys. I got <laughs> I got a few more days in New York and a, a few the, more days, a few more days of working on uh, this season of Game Theory. So we'll talk to you soon. Until then, peace, peace.